What have you been hiding under those robes, Professor Malfoy? By Booktopus. Chapter 7. Draco had done a good job of prepping him, and the soap was definitely working as an effective lube. It was a long, slow push in, but Draco managed to bottom out in one. He groaned and dipped his head back in pleasure. Fuck, Draco, Harry gasped. Draco's cock wasn't the biggest he'd ever taken, but it felt just the right size inside of him now, filling him up without being uncomfortable. I love the way you say my name, Draco whispered, hips beginning to find their rhythm. Draco had positioned his hips in a way that allowed him to fuck up into Harry, successfully brushing against his prostate more often than not. He'd apparently mastered the art of harder, not faster, and Harry's toes were curling after only a few minutes. They rocked against each other, Harry's cock bouncing against his stomach with each thrust. The room was quiet except for their harsh breathing and words of encouragement, the rhythmic thwack of Draco's balls bouncing on Harry's arse. Marlin, touch me, Draco. I'm getting close, Harry pleaded, unable to let go of his knees to stroke himself. He watched as Draco's hand curled around his dick and began to stroke in time to the snap of his hips. Harry's eyes fluttered in pleasure. Marlin, yes, fuck me, please. Draco was sweaty, his fringe plastered to his forehead. He picked up the pace ever so slightly and reached his free hand up to hook over Harry's shoulder, effectively pulling him down harder on his cock. Harry's orgasm was on him quickly, as he panted out short gasps in time with each upstroke on his dick. Pleasure skittered along his skin, over his legs and down to his toes, from the pit of his stomach up to his ears. Fuck, Draco, I'm gonna come, he gasped out, just as his cock began to pulse and he lost all ability to speak. It was the hardest he'd come in a long time. He watched it erupt over Draco's hand, globs of cum milking out and pooling on his abdomen as Draco stroked him through his orgasm. Draco's breathing was growing more haggard. In the glow of his own orgasm, Draco pulled his knees closer and egged Draco on. Merlin, Draco, you made me come so hard. You're so fucking hot. Come for me, come for me, come for me. Harry was watching in pleasure as he chanted, the continued stimulation ringing a beat in his ears. Hips stuttering, his darkened eyes rolling, Draco let loose a long, fuck, and began to come. Harry's eyes were pulled away from Draco's face. The tattooed storm had been growing in intensity on Draco's shoulder as they fucked, and all of a sudden burst before Harry's eyes. As he watched the stormy clouds lit up from inside, shooting a lightning bolt branching down Draco's chest over his heart, it splintered into multiple jagged threads, metallic gold ink, seeming to glow against Draco's skin. Awestruck, Harry dropped one of his knees, much to Draco's discontent, who was still pumping through the last throes of his orgasm, and reached up to touch his chest. The glow had only lasted a few seconds, but it left a shadow on Draco's skin, a ghost of what had just been there. Harry could feel Draco's heart racing beneath his fingertips. The pattern was immediately recognizable. After all, it was the same one that Harry saw in the mirror every day. The scar that started in his hairline and skittered down over his forehead and eye, the edges culminating on his cheek. He looked up to Draco, who had finally come to a stop inside of Harry. 
He was breathing hard, though must have seen the question in Harry's eyes. Give me a second, and I'll explain, Draco panted. I didn't know that was going to happen. He collapsed a bit on top of Harry, who had dropped his other knee, and now locked both ankles behind Draco's back. They lay like that for a few moments, Harry clinging to Draco's neck, their breaths lining up and slowing together. Draco's face was tucked into Harry's neck, his breath hot against Harry's sticky skin. Had he not been basking in the glow of his orgasm, Harry's mind might have been racing a little faster. Slow as it was, though, he couldn't form any real thoughts or feelings on what had just transpired. I'm gonna pick you up, okay? Draco asked, the vibration of his words rumbling through Harry's own chest. Harry nodded his head against Draco's. It wasn't a smooth transition, but Draco managed to support Harry as he stood, his softening prick slipping out of Harry along with a stream of cum and lube. He walked them back towards the armchairs and picked up his wand, casting a cleansing spell over both of them, and a lazy transfiguration spell to turn their chairs into a couch, which he laid Harry down on before climbing on himself. They were face to face now, their legs slotted together. Harry's finger was tracing the lingering lines over Draco's heart. You're going to think this is weird, but just let me try and explain, okay? Draco said. Harry huffed. I already know you're weird. Old news. Draco rolled his eyes with a smile. You mocked me. That day in the bathroom, you left your mark, and I carried it with me until the scars eventually faded. But you had been there, on my skin. All along, it was like we were two sides of a coin, always circling each other but never able to meet. It felt so appropriate that it was you who changed me, even if it didn't last. I felt like a storm for the first few years after the war. I was constantly on edge, rumbling and lashing out. I didn't know who I was or what I was meant to do. I started getting tattoos, seeing a mind healer, traveling. Settled down once I got my apprenticeship, but I still had all of these feelings swirling around inside of me. The night before we were meant to begin at Hogwarts, I went to get the storm clouds. The wizard had drawn something up, and I loved it immediately. He'd captured exactly what I wanted. And then, he said, I did an alternate, in case you wanted to add to the storm. And he'd put in a lightning bolt. Not yours, of course. And I was hit with this wave. All of these memories of our past, mixing with our correspondence from that summer. Just that day, you'd asked about my chest and whether I still had scars there. You apologized. It was pretty impulsive, but I went to the stack of newspapers in the corner, and there you were, front and center. I think you'd been at a ribbon-cutting ceremony or something. The artist must have thought me mad, but I asked if he could add the lightning bolt in this shape. He traced his thumb over Harry's forehead. I've gone through bouts of regretting it, not knowing how to explain it to you, on the unlikely chance you'd ever see it. But here we are, I guess. You marked me, and I lost it. So I marked myself with you. Permanently. Harry looked intently at Draco, his own fingers touching the matching bolt on Draco's chest. He leaned forward and kissed Draco, chaste and sweet. Pulling back, he said, 
I don't think it's weird. I think it's kind of beautiful. Poetic. I've felt the same way about you for a long time. Like we were in each other's orbit. I guess I hoped we'd crash into each other at some point. Draco blushed. His skin was already flushed pink from their satisfying fuck, but this settled in over his cheeks unmistakably. I guess you could consider this a crash, eh? Well, with us, I wasn't expecting it to be any less than a crash. But that doesn't mean we can't... make something from the ashes. Draco was quiet for a moment, studying Harry's features. Eloquent as ever, Potter. He sat up abruptly. Harry went up on an elbow, too, as Draco stood. Where are you going? Draco strode over to the table, laden with their food. I don't know about you, but I'm famished, and you need to drink some water. He brought back their sandwiches and two large glasses of water as Harry sat up. They ate companionably, side by side on the couch, nudging one another with a smile every so often. After making Harry drink down the rest of his water, Draco vanished the plates and glasses and maneuvered them both back into a horizontal position. What now? Harry asked. Well, we have several more hours before we can go anywhere. Talk, snuggle, eat the copious amounts of dessert that the elves put together for you, Draco offered. Harry pulled Draco closer, tucking his head under Draco's chin and resting his free arm over his hip, stroking the small of Draco's back. How about you tell me about this one? He requested using the arm trapped between them to gesture at Draco's inner forearm, the one opposite the dark mark. It's Roman numerals, Draco said. I see that, yes. Do you know what they are? Draco asked, raising the arm so they could see a bit better. Well, XXV is 25, right? Correct. And III is 3, that one's easy. M-C-M-X-C-V-I-I-I. I know the last part's an eight, and the X is a ten. Is M one hundred? One thousand. It's a year. The M is one thousand, and then the C-M is nine hundred. C equals one hundred. Then the X-C is ninety. Nineteen ninety-eight. March twenty-fifth, nineteen ninety-eight. Yes. Do you know that date? Harry pulled back a bit so he could see Draco's face. Not exactly, but I can guess. Is it when we were at the manor? It is. Why? Is this one also because of me? Draco sighed and rubbed his face with his hand. Sort of, but not really. He sighed. I was so fucking scared that day. The days were running together. Greyback terrorizing mother and me, Nagini fucking slithering around the hallways. Voldemort. They both shuddered at the thought. And then the Snatchers showed up, and I knew it was you. You wouldn't have been separated from Granger, not then. But you didn't identify me. It was the first brave thing I ever did. Harry pulled Draco in closer at the small of his back and kissed him. That's certainly not true. Agree to disagree, Draco said. It was the first brave thing I ever did, and it was the beginning of my rebellion. 
There was little I could do from where I was. Like I said, I was fucking terrified all of the time. But anything I could do? But anything I could do, I did. When I thought about it years later, I realized that it was the first day of the rest of my life. My path to redemption, if you will. I know that sounds cheesy, but I needed something to cling to, some reminder that there was a good person somewhere deep inside me. That I could be... better. It's what kept me going some days. The tattoo was another early one, and whenever I'd have a bad day, get harassed in the street or feel like I wasn't getting anywhere in life, I'd look at it and remember. Thanks for telling me. Harry grasped Draco's fingers and brought their joined hands up to his lips, kissing the soft underside of Draco's wrist. Draco nodded somberly. They were quiet for a moment. Harry had a feeling there would be more conversation about those particular tattoos in the future, but it didn't feel that there was anything more that needed to be said in that moment. Shifting the topic, he asked, So, what happens when we break the seal on the door? It'll be pretty anticlimactic, really. Once the spell shows the air is all clear, we ought to take one last shower and then we're free to go about the rest of our evening. Oh, Harry said. I mean... We can keep spending time together, if that's what you want, Draco said, hesitantly. Harry could feel the grin creep onto his face. Well, yeah, that's sort of what I was getting at. You have to come to mine at some point anyway. You know, to charm the shower. Right, and to workshop your DADA class. Right, that too, Harry agreed. This won't be, like, a one-time thing, though. Yeah? I, uh, had a lot of fun today. Draco leaned away from Harry. I thought we'd already established that we've wasted years pining away for each other unnecessarily. So, yes, I'd like to continue this, if you do. I mean, you're already basically seared onto my skin. Couldn't get rid of you if I wanted. Pest. I don't think that I want you to. Get rid of me, I mean. And I'm hoping to see more of you like this. Pratt. Draco raised an eyebrow and said snottily, I bet you are. Harry laughed and shoved him gently. Well, yes, like this. But also, you know, looser. Unbuttoned or something. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you as often as I want. Draco slipped back in closer and laid a soft, sweet kiss under Harry's ear, reaching up to bite it gently. You really ought to go talk to Minerva, too. About the tattoos, I mean. I think she's going to love them, and I really think you owe it to yourself not to hide away so much. Draco let out a deep sigh, his hot breath skating over the skin of Harry's neck. Could we not talk about the headmistress right now? Harry chuckled and drew Draco in closer, shifting himself onto his back. Draco adjusted them, tangling their legs, while he leaned into the back of the couch, up on an elbow, his hand laid possessively on Harry's middle. Harry shifted more onto his other side, his back now exposed to the classroom. Harry ran his fingers up and down Draco's flank, marveling at the soft skin he found there. You know... You could mock me, too. He glanced up to Draco's eyes, finding a hint of surprise there. 
mark you. Potter, are you saying that you want me to give you a hickey? Harry felt his cheeks grow warm. Not anywhere someone might see. I just, I don't know. Forget about it. No, no, Draco said, dipping his head to plant kisses along Harry's jawline. This is not something I want to forget about. Draco shuffled down the couch a bit, kisses landing on Harry's collarbone and upper chest. Between each kiss, Draco would get a few words out. The thought of you walking around, with what we've been doing together, seared into your skin, is so fucking hot. At this last word, he sucked in a bit of skin next to Harry's nipple, provoking a sharp inhale. Draco, he breathed. Please keep going, but I don't think I have it in me for another round. Draco looked up at him, Harry's skin still caught lightly between his lips. He let go with a pop and grinned. No, me neither. Does that mean I can't just enjoy touching you? Oh, no, please, do go on. Harry gasped as Draco's mouth latched back onto the skin, teething and tonguing at the skin. He sucked in hard, the pain pleasure of it all overwhelming Harry. Draco let the skin go again, laving his tongue over the spot. That should do nicely. Harry looked down to see the ruddy red spot forming on his skin in the shape of Draco's mouth. I know they're supposed to be embarrassing, but Merlin if I don't love the look of that. Draco grinned, scooting himself back up the couch. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I'll shower you in love bites. He laughed, dropping a kiss on Harry's nose, and then down to his lips. They settled into each other, passing a few hours in a blur of lazy kisses and indulgent conversations, finally tucking into the desserts, feeding each other bites of the sugary treats. The light coming through the full-length windows grew darker as minutes ticked by. Draco recast the spell to check the air every once in a while, and eventually it came back clear. Right, he said, standing up and pulling Harry to his feet. Ready for one last shower before we head back to reality? Harry smiled. Oh, this is reality, Draco. You aren't dreaming, he teased as they walked towards the showers again, yelping as Draco pinched his bum. With a flick of Draco's wand, the water rained down over them again. Aren't I supposed to pinch you? Harry asked. You know, to reassure you you aren't dreaming. Draco's stance, leaning against the wall on his forearm, the other on Harry's hip, was protecting Harry from most of the water. Streams of water rolled down his neck and over his chest, down to more tattoos that Harry had yet to explore. He leaned down and rested his forehead against Harry's. No reassurance needed, Potter. Even my mind wouldn't have been able to come up with something this good. They each smiled into the next kiss, knowing that they were prepared to face whatever stood on the other side of the classroom door, together. <laughs>